0: Welcome to the truth in Us art beyond and we are back in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I'm excited to be in conversation with my next guest, an artist and a gallerist based in Philadelphia. Since late 2006, my guest's gallery has featured local, national, and international artists in the realm of painting, sculpture, mixed media, photography, and installation works. Having promoted the success of many artists over the years, his gallery has been recognized for, by such uh, notables as NPR, Huffington Post, and Michelin Globe. Please welcome James Oliver of James Oliver Gallery. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm
1: I'm really excited.
0: Thank you for um for making the time and and you know and agreeing to spend some time with me here. And um you know if you will for those who are undepth unfamiliar with you um could you describe your background um where'd you grow up and uh, what was your earliest art memory?
1: Okay, great. Well, yeah, I. I grew up in Puerto Rico, actually, in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Nice. Uh, my formative uh, uh, childhood years, I was born in New York, upstate New York. My dad used to work in New York City, and he was an ad man, man-man, you might say. And uh, But we, ha- I had the good privilege of actually growing up in Puerto Rico because the company that my dad worked for had a subsidiary in San Juan. So... Um, we moved down there when I was five, and I lived there till I was eighteen. So I grew up in a bilingual, bicultural, you know, upbringing and so you know, background and such. So yeah. um, that that offered me a lot of opportunities, I think. And and my experiences led a, a lot to where I am now. I, I would say, you know, give me some fundament, fundamental fundamental. I don't know their creative pursuits and such even very early on you know so um that 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 brought me to uh you know well, through college i got to i went to school in uh in texas well first in university of tampa then then I went to school in texas uh studying uh, i was always interested in music hell my background You know, I used to do acting, I uh, I played music, I played trumpet, you know, I sang in choir. (laughs) I I, I painted a little bit, you know, that kind of thing, but was more focused on drama and and music. But uh, I was exposed to a lot of visual art as a kid growing up, whereas my parents would take me to museums a lot and galleries and and we travel a little bit, you know, it was important to them for just to expose us to a lot of things, you know, growing up. And that, that definitely, you know, inspired me to do, you know, the things that eventually do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's that's how it, you know that with that background, it, it, and with not so much pressure from my parents. My parents never really like to pressure us to do any one thing. You know, they just kind of left things open, and then I think they more or less wanted us to have a good general knowledge of this, that, and the other, and experience things. You know, And, and then, then you find your away. way. You know, <laughs> what I mean, that kind of that in, that in that regard. And I really
0: appreciate that.
1: To be honest
0: with you. You know. Yeah. No, that's 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 great. Um, thank you, because I, I think a lot of times there there is those seeds, right? If we're as people, if we're like being harvested, if we' are a garden or whatever the growth analogy is, I think some of those seeds are planted, whether it's creative, whether it's art, music, whatever the thing is. Some of those seeds are planted when you're young so getting a sense of what one's background is and kind of maybe why they do what they're doing that that gives really good context mm-hmm. um so you know, I'm reading. You know, your artist, gallerist. So, could you, you know, sh- share a bit about like an experience, like or or a meeting that was kind of like that moment where you're like, I want to pursue art in this way. You you touched on a moment ago. You know, some of the stuff growing up in a in a, in a very general sense. But was there one moment where you're like, you see a painting, and it's like I want to do that, or you you're in a gallery, and you're like I want to I want to have that. Is there yeah. one that comes to mind for you?
1: Well, I'll tell you, the, my earliest art memory is, you know, is uh, as I said, my father was a, well, he was an admin, you know, he was an ad exec, you might say. He was, you know, not the top of the totem pole, but, you know, he was a, in the creative aspects of a creative director kind of stuff. And um, with that, uh, let me to turn my phone off. Sorry about that. Okay. And uh um they had a contest when I was in second grade i think i was in second grade for all the um kids of the in the of of the people that worked there it was a it was a contest to to do a painting mm-hmm. so i did one and it came out pretty darn good actually later on in second grade and I got second place of and it was not no age limit. It was like second of high school, whatever. And I got second place at second grade. So I was like that I felt real honest. And they put the damn thing in the in the trophy case, you know, because these ad uh agencies often have their trophy cases with these sure. trophies that these people have won you know the clio awards and whatever and so on and so they had it in there for, since the whole time i was there growing up <laughs> so I, I walked by like, well that's really cool it's still there <laughs> it's <laughs> a trophy case. you know so those things are back memories you know but it gives you you know i, I can look at back at that and then i start you know, i did music so i started painting um uh, on the side, I was a musician for many years, a professional musician and I started painting and I started painting a little bit more and my music was going well and all that. and I started painting more and then I started getting burnt out uh, doing music as a profession and and it was never a full-time thing for me. It was full-time every once in a while for, my, for myself. I got to tour I got to taste uh, being with a band that had a major label record deal and that kind of stuff and, and you know and then at one point, I was painting so much that it just the 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 pain took over. You know, my my attention away from the music, and it was like a pretty much a seamless thing. I stopped doing music, and I was so obsessed with art. And then, you know, a year later, I got my first break. You know, very early on in my professional um, visual art career. Yeah. You know, and my my stuff was used in a movie, a big movie. And that really encouraged me. And then a year later, I opened my gallery. So <laughs> that, that part of it happened pretty quickly, you know. But I think that that has a lot to do with, like I said, my background. I was always going to galleries all the time, all through, you know, hell, through high school, college, uh, after college. As I was doing music, I'd, I'd be on the road. we go to galleries all the time. So I'm always looking at art. art, art. And then so I had to develop a very good eye. So mm-hmm. when I was doing my own stuff, I... I got to professional level pretty quickly just from just from being around stuff, you know,
0: yeah. that that's that, that was great. I was going to ask you, it's like, what, what's what's the movie? <laughs> what movie? Oh, was
1: yeah. It? The movie. Uh, yeah. That was called Invincible. Uh, really? It came out when Disney put it out. And it was a Greg Kinnear and Mark Wahlberg. And it was a football movie based on the Eagles. Yeah. And there was a walk on player played by Mark Wahlberg. And that was that number one in the country for three weeks, that that movie. And I felt great. I was like, wow, they had my, my pinnings in that movie. So they rented like, like four or five paintings of mine to use for the movie. And one of them made the cut. It's in the it's in the movie. It's in there for about a second and a half. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and they gave me money. They gave me. I They said, "You want the money or do you want credits?" I said, "I'll take the money. That's fine." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Credits, I love you're it. Just gonna start roll right by. Hey, I can see your name in there. I'll take the thousand dollars. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can use that. For, I can use that to start this gallery.
1: Well, yeah, yeah for, for exactly. Whatever you know, it's like. I mean, I had a day job and you know, all that, but still, when you're an artist, you're struggling a little bit, you know, and you gotta pay for supplies and, you know, the studio and such, and it's a great thing, you know, but that thousand dollars, I know it
0: came in handy. One hundred percent. I mean, any anytime there's, hey Rob, can you use that silky voice to do some moderation? Sure. How much is it paying? Great.
1: Right? <laughs> <Okay>. Good. <laughs> you do have a good, good voice, by the way. I actually, I was told myself that I, they, that I should do some voiceovers, but you know, and that 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 might come even down the road, even though I'm getting a little older. But hell, one never knows in this day and age. I mean, you even have some t- some people tell me, hey James, you should do some music again or. Play some of your songs, and you know, you know, whatever. I'm like, eh, yeah. Oh, I'm out of practice, and <laughs> I'm not sure if I was. But you know, sometimes you feel like it, and I pick up my guitar and I'll play, and you know, listen to old records sometimes, just to you know, you have to have memories, don't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I look back at, um, at old podcasts that I did and, you know, like this isn't my, my first podcast or my only podcast. I I do a movie review podcast in addition to this and, you know, I've been podcasting for, you know, 14 years. So, you know, wow. there's a whole back catalog. Like I was joking about, well, not joking, but telling you about the 600 I've done for this, but it's probably between all of the stuff that I've done in this sort of podcast career, you know, it's probably a couple thousand at this point. And, you know, you you start looking over, it's like, oh, wow, that was not good. Or I am a much different person or I've matured or okay, that is still funny. I I go back over, you know, your history of what you've been doing and sort of a body of work. And I try to approach this for better or for worse, this podcast, like it's a it's a body of work in that way of You know, like some people might do a brushstroke every day or work on a painting every day, you know, until that painting is done. I look at what I'm doing as each episode is kind of a brushstroke. And I feel really weird saying that, but that's kind of the way that I'm starting to look at it, that, all Mm -hmm. right. This one is going to go this way. Maybe I need to do this one over. Maybe I need to do an extra layer on this one.
1: Well, I'm feeling very comfortable speaking to you. So that's a good, you must be doing it correctly.
0: <laughs> well, well, thank you. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> and yeah, I, yeah, I feel like, yeah, definitely. You know, and um, yeah, there's, there's, and then I've, I've had the good fortune of opening a gallery, you know. And, and tell, then, tell
0: us more about that.
1: Well, this interesting, you know, I had a day job and I was working as a waiter in a high-end restaurant. And one of my customers, uh, actually, he and a, his, one of his best friends would come to, for lunch like every uh, know, week and a half. I mean, a oh, month and a half or so. And his buddy is a real good, it was a musician and a music producer. and. Oddly enough, many years earlier, he and I shared, we're on the same stage. We toured together with the separate bands, but, you know, we remember each other. But anyway, these guys would come in and at the t- first I was a musician. And then after a while they come in and I, they knew I started to be, you know, stopped doing music. I was doing art. They go, how's, uh, how's, how's the art going? I was, and at one point I said, how's the art going? I said, well, it's going all right. And I was a little frustrated, but I'm losing. I'm running out of space, and so this guy, I know, the the one dude. Um, he, I didn't know what he did for a living, but it turns out he was uh, uh, in real estate, yeah. and he's and he had a lot of lot of properties. And he said, "Well, I got this space above Morimoto Restaurant, which is uh, between Seventh and Eighth and Chestnut. That's where my my." gallery still located but he said well that'd be a good place for your studio if you like and and then when i got the keys for it like about a week later and it was much bigger space than he had described to me by the way it was double (laughs) double the size but the same price (laughs) so that was a good thing so I showed it to, and then he goes, when he gave me the keys, he goes, you might want to open an art gallery. I'm like, okay, well, okay, whatever. And then, so I show this space to my friends and they go, hey, James, you might want to open an art gallery. You know, so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to open an art
0: gallery. It's like I've heard it more than one time.
1: Uh- <laughs> yeah, you're here for three or four people out of six. You know, you're going to start. And oddly enough, I have, you know, a history in the arts, not just as a, music, as a musician, but I actually I, I used to run a festival in Austin, Texas called the Austin Acoustic Music Festival. And then that led, led me to become an arts commissioner for the city of Austin. Oh, wow. So as an arts commissioner, I had to, you know, go over all kinds of applications and all the um, uh, in music, you know, dance, art. Uh, theater, you know, everything. So, you know, with that background, you know, opening an art gallery was, I felt very comfortable about that. It was not a problem. So, you know, yeah, the first shows I didn't really know that many artists as far as the type of work that I was looking for to show in my gallery. And uh, so the very first show was my own work and I had enough work to fill the room, which was good. And it's a pretty big gallery and it's a pretty, it's a four floor walk up my gallery uh, but it's a very beautiful space I have four arch, beautiful arch windows looking out uh, toward uh, Chestnut Street. And, um, you know, it, you know, I knew with time that it would just get better and better. And, you know, so luckily uh, through some of my connections in the music scene and, you know, my my quickly burgeoning uh, visual art <laughs> career, I met I started meeting a lot of people and, and also since I had a space, I was introduced to a lot of artists and and, and good artists because I wanted to, you know, have some good art here. I just didn't want to say, okay, you're an artist, you can show your, no, <laughs> there's a little bit more to that, of course, but uh, yeah, that's how um, that's how I, I uh, opened the gallery. I wasn't planning on it, but I then once it was proposed to, you know, everybody just said, do it, do it, I did it. And the good thing about that was, was I didn't have to fix my space up to a certain extent, knowing that it was just going to be my studio. From the very get-go, I built it to to open it as an art gallery. So I didn't have to redo it twice, you know? <laughs> no, so, that was a lot of labor, though. It was, it was five months in the making to get it prepared to op- open it as an art gallery. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And it was just my, myself. And this one gentleman uh, helped me a lot and he volunteered three weeks of his time and he had a background in construction and, and, you know, and, and contractor kind of stuff. And he showed me some things and, and uh, I already knew some myself because I actually what brought me to Philadelphia was I, I, Open a recording studio with a buddy of mine, and we built it from the ground up, from like <laughs> four—you know—the four walls and cement floor. <laughs> and that's what we were presented with, but it had potential. So yeah, yeah. so with that, you know, so we built it up, and uh, and it would look pretty good from the very beginning. But you know, with with these, with, as time has gone by, we've you know, have made it more and more. You might not say luxurious, but like real clean and tight you know even though it's an industrial space but we we made it pretty tight and it's all white wall you know white walls white uh, white floor even and uh so that way the eye can um go directly toward the artwork and not get distracted by things but okay. uh you know
0: it's a it's a refinement sort of process that's there when you know like i recently like i have a home studio and i'm recording from my home studio now but there are a few other spaces especially when i go to different cities to do interviews there are the spaces that i go to but you know home studios where a nice chunk of the interviews happen Mm -hmm. and you know i recently you know, looked at it like my studio is where all of my creative stuff is at all of my fun stuff. But oh, I, I don't get distracted, though, but I want to <laughs> but I want to find a way to have everything in here pop. So I'm thinking of oh, cool. painting the painting the studio like all black or something that anything that's on the walls, because um, in here I have two creative altars like just stuff that people have given me. And like I was like, Oh, that's cool. Cause you have to be ma- very mindful of what you have in your space. Kind of touching on, you know, the sort of a criteria, if you will, of what you'll have in your gallery. There's a criteria of what I'll have like in my space. I have to really like it to want to look at it because I'm, s- I'm doing so many interviews here, you know? <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah. 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 It's, it, Cause we're, I think everybody's visual and especially creative types, I think, or, uh, you know, whatever. All, uh, everybody's visual and uh, oral yeah, uh, to uh, create you know sparks creativity, you know, or you know, I, you know me being a, a former musician, uh, people would tell me, oh, hey, yeah, you're more of an oral person, you know, because you, you know your your ear and that kind of thing, and I was like, no, I started thinking about that. That really, I'm more of I'm visual too, because <laughs> there's a lot of things that stimulate me when I see and. And even though as a songwriter, you know, but I had got my inspirations from primarily, and I still do a lot, is just from walking around, and particularly in Philadelphia, there's some, you know, historic streets and historic areas, and I live, I've always lived pretty close to the historic parts of uh, Philadelphia, and it's it's wonderful to walk through like Society Hill and and some of these other neighborhoods and. And I don't know. Right now, it's getting a little bit more congested than it used to be. But when I first moved here, I, I got inspiration just by walking around in like Society Hill and, and looking at things and then thinking, and then I get a songwriting idea and then come back and you know, get set down my guitar and do that. But like, yeah, that's you know, I, I, here in the gallery, you know, I, I get now being an artist the, the, the visual stimulation is such a such a key element to keep my interest peaked and and keep this thing going for all the time that i have done it and and during this time too uh i've collected art from i bought art i buy art from a lot of the artists that i show um and uh, so my collection's gotten pretty good and i put it usually on the smaller end because i don't have a big place (laughs) so i have a lot of small pieces and i've afforded them too i'm uh, not made of money, but But I like to support the artists and I have I could have the opportunity often to buy their work and, and then they also in turn so help support what they're doing, you know. Yeah, and, and spreads the, you know when people come to see my collection or whatever, and they go, "Oh, who's that?" And I tell them, "Who was that?" Well, just they showed in this particular show, this couple of years ago or whatever, and so on. So it's and it's a reminder for me, like of, of the different shows that I've had, or or and some of the artists have gotten bigger and such. So it's good to you know get those get those uh, in your life, you know.
0: Yeah. So so being a since what two thousand six yes being an artist and a gallerist having that sort of is is a is another title and another set of responsibilities Mm -hmm. you know shape maybe how you view the philadelphia art scene um you know like in as i was touching on earlier going up there as, as often as i do it just feels like creativity is just around all the time and oh yeah I just want to get a sense like from your take as a person that's like buying art a person that is an artist and a person that runs a gallery
1: yeah. and seeing a lot of art And <laughs> you know i'm scouting for artists too so i see all that and people hit me up, you know, or, or, or my gallery up for, for particular shows, possibly or proposals and that kind of stuff. So I'm looking at our all the time. And you're very correct, this, this Philadelphia is very exciting. There's a lot of creatives here in Philadelphia and, and, they're, and they're generally nice people too. So, and the ones that I, I encounter anyway. and So that just, it sparks a lot, it really does. And you know, it's, it's affected my work, you know, I mean, I used to be a, more of a minimalist and what I used to show here at first was more minimalist type works and but that changed a lot like from the third show i started i had a photography exhibit and obviously with photography you're going to have a lot of figurative work yeah. and, and some of it you know was was more on the minimalist bent you know uh, as far as like a not necessarily a portrait or some person but you know just a few people just you know minimal color or or in black and white or whatever but you know the more the more you open up i say that like for different mediums like with my gallery and you know things change pretty quickly i was just intending to make it more of a minimalist type gallery but it still is to a certain extent but it's definitely um i've shown all all kinds of kinds of works and and uh a lot of figurative a lot of abstract and um you know because i guess at first i would have been more of an abstract Gallery, if I were to, you know, I was coming into it, but that changed pretty quickly. And I I always had a taste for pop art. I like to always like pop art and like Americana and stuff like that, you know. So I incorporated now I have, we have a lot, we show a lot of uh, pop art, uh, uh, you might call pop art or whatever. Pop art's a pretty wide Mm -hmm. spectrum, you might say, but like more like in the clean bent, you know. um, We kind of, I like, we like humor here. At the gallery too in the works it could be subtle humor um subtle humor is actually usually the driest and best to be honest with you <laughs> and uh um yeah just you know good strong works you know timeless works you know and, and and that's one thing that that we definitely kept to since the origin of the gallery is making sure that the work is you know tight as possible you know, clean uh you might say um timeless is a very big criterion to show here i like the work to be timeless so that's there's the there's these things that I take into account when i look at work all the time i mean that's and they're almost like looking at my hand at this point as far as what i'm thinking about when i'm seeing a seeing a piece it's that quickly it's that quick <laughs> Believe it or not. so because i guess that just comes from doing this for a while and seeing so much work you know but yeah.
0: i see so much great work that it keeps me very excited you know mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Um, You know, hearing, hearing what that criteria looks like is it seems like you have a sense of, you know, what you're looking for, but also it's still, you know, pretty open. It's like, is the work good? Does it, does it speak to me in this way? Is it tight? Is it polished, refined? And, and I think, you know, that's, he's always trying to bring it back to how it can relate, I suppose. When I'm bringing someone on here, like as you said earlier, which I thought was really great, it's like, yeah, you know, you might be an artist, but not everyone, you know, not not everyone that makes something is going to be in my gallery or what have you. Yeah. It's the same thing with, yeah, you know, there I kind of reach out to a lot of people. There are some people who make proposals of, hey, well, I'd love to bring your podcast, but not everyone comes on because it's like maybe I don't have a lot to say or maybe I don't really get the work or maybe I'm not super interested in the work.
1: Mm-hmm. Um I'm glad you came to me about doing this because this is great. You know, it just it just it's opened me up to I you know I feel excited. You're you know you're getting the excitement out of me <laughs> about <laughs> what I do. You know, uh, you know even even on those days that I'm tired and such, is, you know, and, and my assistants might know that I'm you know kind of been working too hard or whatever. And they like make sure that they don't interrupt me too much or whatever, but then they'll show me something cool. I'm like, oh James, we got this. And then I'm like, okay, I'm not as tired <laughs> as anymore.
0: <laughs> You're You're
1: like, to <laughs> something. like it gives you like a second one or you wake up, you know, oh wow. Oh wow, that's cool. Oh, right. Wow. Oh, we, let's talk to that person. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> so, so so let me ask you this. Um, because I I, I want to get a sense of like what a day in the life of James Oliver looks like. Like and I know like every day varies, right? But let's say what did today look like before doing this podcast related to gallery related to art, you know, what did today look like for you?
1: Well, I'll tell you, you know, I do have another business that I own and it's, you might call it my day job. I own a uh, house painting business and I do enjoy doing that. And, uh, I work with my guys hands on, but, um, you know, that I enjoy doing that. Um, it helps pay the bills i have i do have a lot of assistance you know uh, they're part-time here at work for me but you know it's you can't just rely on help, uh, running an art gallery these days particularly you know a lot of art galleries, to be honest with you are, are owned by people that maybe trust fund people or mm-hmm. they might have a spouse that does real well financially that can support the other uh, and their passion pursuit or whatever. Okay. And with myself, and, you know, I'm not the only one of course, but with my case, you know, it's from the ground up. I don't have, you know, no, no background with uh, my family and that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, I have to have a day job. <laughs> and, uh, I, I luckily with the type of work that I do, and I do have some guys, real good guys and gals that work for me. If I give them flexibility in my schedule, uh, to, um, whenever need be I can devote more time to my gallery you know Mm -hmm. and and such but uh, doing that then coming here and uh, uh, what I used to do is have a a cup of coffee that was like the difference from the day job to the the night job (laughs) (laughs) coffee now I'm just like oh maybe I'll have a whiskey and coke or something like that (laughs) (laughs) and do you know it's just that yeah. It, you got to break, you know, the hat, you don't want to have habits all the time. Okay. I'm going to sit down and have a coffee and then, you know, then, yeah, just I change it a little bit, but, uh, just to relax, you know, and, and go right into it. But usually my assistants give me 10 or 15 minutes to sit down and gather my thoughts. And then we, we, we work for three about well, good three hours, uh, each day after that. And, uh, and they have day jobs too, my assistants. But they're one good thing about doing it the way I've been doing it is that we're really focused on what when we we're all working on the gallery, we're very focused on the gallery and what needs to be done and and at the same time some flexibility about you know thinking about artists, talking about artists or ideas or or you know, what's coming up the next six months, what's coming up the next eight months, what do we have uh planned. To, get off to uh, these these two, three people in the next 24 hours or so, (laughs) you know, so that keeps it. It's kind of neat to work in that regard (laughs) to have all these different timelines, you know. It keeps it it keeps it interesting and fresh and it keeps you on your toes. I guess you might say. Uh, yes, I'm no, not no, retiring no. yet, in other <laughs> words. So I'm gonna stay on my toes.
0: It no, <laughs> absolutely, you know, when you, you have multiple things going on at one, you know, at one time, what have you, it's like it, it's truly this idea of an art lifestyle, like you know, you you may be at the you know the, the day job or what have you. Like I have the day job as well, but you know, there's those moments where you might pull out the sketch pad or pull out the notepad and like, all right, I got this idea. It's, it hits you because you're you're always oh, yeah. thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, and I have
1: the time time to do my art, which I do, and I've had some. I've been you know I still have some success as an artist too, so I have to give myself time for that. And my and my assistants do give me some uh, room to to be able to do my thing there too. You know. It's great. It's great. To yeah. Do. So I That's paint great. in my, I paint in the gallery because it was going to be my studio. So I paint in my gallery. Now, my, I don't have a painting on the easel all the time, but, you know, a good portion of the time. And it's, the gallery is big enough to where I can have an easel and a chair and a little table and where my paints are and we're, mm-hmm. It's not interrupting too much.
0: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. And I, and I, I just took so I'm well, really I,
1: lucky for that.
0: <laughs> I just took a few uh, more uh, looks at the gallery. It is very, it is very white. Everything in there is white. I <laughs> <bet it>. I, <laughs>
1: yeah. But I have splashes of color now. It's funny. Cause my, even the furniture I used to have was white. So I <laughs> was white, you know, and I was like, and then after a while, you know, it's, it's starting to get bland in my eye. So then I started painting my, my, like I have a yellow chair or a, orange chair yeah. or white chair you know white chairs with a stripe and then now i have like a fluorescent green chair <laughs> 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 i'm starting to incorporate fluorescence in my the furniture here Well, i always want to keep it fresh you know there is another thing too um is that uh i want rob i wanted to um open a gallery that would be different from any other gallery. In mm-hmm. other words, from very, very much from the get go, your approach or how you're welcomed when you get to walk into the door, you know, I want to make sure that people are welcome and feel and that we're friendly and it's not intimidating in any other any way or as little as, as little intimidation as possible because so many people come to a gallery, they're intimidated, mm-hmm. you know, in general. Mm-hmm. Even myself, sometimes I go into galleries in New York and some of them I feel intimidated because it's kind of a cold, not necessarily the artwork per se, just the the, the, the room and the institution or the, you know, the, the, I don't know, the place, you know, or the people that don't want to talk to you and that kind of thing. But, yeah, we talk to people. I want to make it look like also when you walk in, you feel at home. To a certain extent, it, it, obviously, it looks like a contemporary home, but oh <laughs> yeah. People could picture like, you know, and I want to saw work. So, you know, people can picture, oh, there's a painting, oh, there's a chair. So they might say, how oh, how looking in up in, in a living environment, you know, Yeah, that kind of thing. So it's not, a, I didn't want it to make it an institutional and stayed type yeah. place, like, it's, you know, uh, atmosphere. I wanted to make it a fun atmosphere.
0: Yeah, um that's 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 fantastic. I think you're you're right. Where you know some some places feel Rarified, some places. I, I haven't. I've gone to galleries. Uh, I've, and you know, usually, especially if I, if I'm not from like the city, if I'm traveling and going somewhere else, like I was, you know, visiting a different city recently, and I went into to the gallery, and I was like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" You know, just like popping over because I'm doing these interviews. I'm trying to. <laughs> and
1: you're used to like yeah, make some kind of response or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe reach out to try to book some interviews, and they uh-oh, thought uh-oh. they, they could have. They did not care. They did not care about a word I had to say. And it just felt like it felt kind of whack. It didn't feel like this was a welcoming sort of situation. and And maybe that's just the climate, but it doesn't have to be that way. And it seems like, you know, that's part of what you're trying to combat and what you, you know, want to be, what you want to be different at, at your place, at James Oliver
1: yeah, Gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I tell you, in my experiences too, sometimes I still go to galleries in, in, in New York and they're like, still, the way I just described them to you, they're like, kind of like, don't want to talk to you, don't don't ask me any questions. <laughs> just keep their head down. Like, just look at the work, Doug. Look at the work and get out. <laughs> can I ask a question at all? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> you can't. Just look at the work. Like, okay. I mean, that's <laughs> that feeling that you get, you know? Just like,
0: yeah, because you when you're in that sort of setup, you, at least from my, my standpoint, I think there's this feeling that I'm going to do something wrong, I'm going to say something wrong, and I'm going to get kicked out. And I think it ultimately the, the the goal of that sort of place, is, it's a space that's holding maybe the work. And I think it's, almost a disservice if that environment is set up that way where people feel intimidated or they feel like not, not welcome because you never know what someone could have. I can come in and dress like a, a country bumpkin and have a bunch of money to buy stuff. That's maybe oh, Yeah. Sold there. yeah. But if I have like a crappy experience, then why would I do it here? So, and, and that's the thing. Yeah,
1: I think in general though the galleries are becoming a little bit warmer because it's, it's competitive for one. Mm-hmm. They have to you know, have to survive, <laughs> and things get more and more expensive. So <laughs> I, I noticed it's some of the galleries that used to be a little bit more like we were describing, they're a little bit more friendly now, which is a
0: good thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so I got I got two more real questions left for you, and I got some rapid fire questions for you because I think they'll be fun. Uh, so. You know, in in, in a few words here, could you tell us about, like, from the last, like, it's almost two decades since you opened, you know, 17 years in. (laughs) (laughs) So, so so speak on, like, you know, some of the impact and then some of the role, the the impact or the role that James Oliver Gallery has in, like, the Philadelphia, like, art scene, like, Mm -hmm. you know, talk about that.
1: Yeah, I tell you, um, like we've had, I've had support from the very get-go and then, you know, other, you know, through these years more and more artists discover the gallery or they, you know, they, they come here every once in a while. And, and usually every time they come here, it looks a lot different because of the type of shows that I have, you know? And um, at the same time, what we do here at the gallery show, we show at least 85% local artists. You know, we have such a treasure trove of artists to choose from in Philadelphia because of all the art schools that have been here all these years. And uh, what's happened as well, oftentimes, People, for instance, that went to school, art school in Philadelphia, they go off to, uh after school, they go to New York or Miami or L.A. or Chicago or, you know, San Francisco. Now it's it's not cost effective. They really do that. It's been that way for a little while now. So um, all, a lot of these artists stay in Philadelphia, and it's great for me. So I got to choose, uh, you know, from, uh, you know. A, a, a big uh, pool of artists to you know to be able to call from, which is great. And I'm, and then artists introduce me to other artists, and they recommend me artists. And then if they, so I and we support them in any way we can, you know, through you know with our press campaign or you know social media and such, and it helps develop their careers. You know oftentimes and sometimes my gallery also is a gallery to to work up to to get the show here that kind of thing so it's a combination of both and we i guess what we show here are emerging artists and mid-career artists sometimes late career artists and uh, but a lot of a lot of mid-career seems to, to me that we show here a lot which is, which is good. And uh, so you have to kind of like prove yourself a bit, definitely before you you can show here, but sometimes, you know, young, young artists, you know, they're really good. And we, you know, you love the work so much, you just show it, you know, give them the opportunity, that early opportunity. And, uh, but people do come here and we have, sometimes we have musical events. Uh, we have sometimes jazz, uh, uh shows here or you know we've had some french festival events here from philadelphia french fest in the past and you know people just feel comfortable coming here you know and, and uh and like like i said to you earlier you know sometimes we need uh other sources of revenue, so we do rent the gallery out for um different things like weddings, um, uh, baby showers, whatever, birthday parties, uh, proposals, (laughs) people have proposed. So it brings a lot of people in here. And and actually a lot of, of what we, our rentals are geared more toward the African American community because, you know, they just, everybody feels welcome here, so you know and uh and it's been really good and and I and found good artists good you know from from that as well doing that and you know one artist in particular Billy Abstract is his name he's gone off to do real well in LA but he he paints uh and, and he delves into he works with uh, athletic shoes you know yeah. and uh he stopped up, up by the other day and he wants to have an event here and I said yeah we can do that so you know people just feel very welcome here so and because of that you know people spread the word about what we do people want to come by and say hello and see the show and you know see what's going on and uh, and they see um the 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 growth of the gallery which is also people find that interesting you know as as time has gone on i've always tried to you know up and up the ante of the quality of the work that i show here and uh and, and it challenges the artist, And it's great. I think it's, it's great for artists You to know, like, show here. I have to get my work tighter. I have to, you know, get get better at what I do. You know, I myself as an artist, I'm always trying to get better and better. When I was a songwriter and doing music back then, you know, I'm I was one of those that had the good fortune in that um, I felt my songs got better and better as I went, I went on. You know, yeah, some bands that like in their first one or two albums and then i don't have anything left in them you know i'm one of those that it's kind of I've evolved it's kept on you know challenging myself and challenging myself and i got better and better as a songwriter and to the point where i when i quit i had to write my best music and but i had to just i didn't have the desire anymore really to to pursue in that industry you know that makes that makes a lot of sense. Tough industry, music.
0: <laughs> I, I I can imagine. I can imagine I've I've dabbled a little bit working with musicians uh, to organize events, and you know by proxy, I'm like, this is a lot. This is a lot to deal with, and I I'm not a musical person per se, but you know being on the admin, being on the journalistic side of things, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot. <laughs> so I got this one last question, and it's more of a I'm going to, I'm to get your take on this. Um, So I read that, you know, I read several times that artists need time to mess around and not do anything. Uh, and, and to quote the book, creativity, Uh, people just need to keep the people who keep themselves busy all the time are not creative. What are your thoughts on like, you know, you know, creatives and artists needing to just spend time doing nothing to kind of get those creative juices going?
1: I think that's, True to a great extent because what happens is as well when you're I find and I talk to other artists about this too is that you have to have the right energy when you're working on your art mm. in general. And you know, it's it's not really good to do work on your art when you're real tired you know, and you're and you're you just kinda feel out of it or whatever. And uh it, it just doesn't does does not do well for your work, I don't think. And, and everybody's almost anytime that comes up in conversation, they say the same thing. So, you know, with that, you know, like sometimes I like to watch TV, get my mind off things, you know, you know, spend a little time with my girlfriend, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, as, as much as you you, you want to cram into a day, you just can't do it. You have to free your mind up a bit and, and you have to give yourself that time to think about. So in a sense, if you're thinking about, certain things that you want to do in your art or a certain subject matter whatever you know you take that time and thought to do that it doesn't necessarily mean that you're keeping busy per se you know you're keeping your mind busy or or you're thinking about it but you know you're kicking back and you know or different times of the day keep that you get get those moments to where you can clear your thoughts and just think about your art you know and then when and for instance when you're working on the work when i'm working on my painting i'm not thinking about anything else but that but the piece i mean i block everything out and it's and it's really easy it's like a snap of a finger you know and you're just really into particularly like for instance with myself when i i always draw my pieces first before i paint them and I, i draw them i can't be distracted by anybody i'm always always totally by myself and i'm totally totally concentrating on the drawing nothing not even anything comes to my mind and then with my process i'll, I'll kick back for a couple of days and and think about what colors i'm going to use and what approach i'm going to do with it and how it's going to you know more or less look in my mind but i need those i need those two days to think about it Yeah, that makes, makes a lot of sense uh, you know, I don't just go right into painting it <laughs> you know? it's, but some people do but but yeah. myself I have to kick back because I'm a minimalist too so all the color I bring into it, it has to be
0: uh I'm purposeful you know? mm-hmm. and it's it's knowing your process too um right and the I can say at times and you know I think the most interviews I did in one day was like six and it's a lot where she it's not like you know, six spread out during the course of twenty four hours. It's like six over the course of eight hours. and you know, you just carry over sort of all right, and then you know I didn't really have a break there, I didn't eat here or I rushed you to eat did, something. You eat a
1: lot of fruit <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and then you feel like it's almost like 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 when I'm traveling to do interviews and things of that nature. Huh. You know, I don't have sort of that that downtime in between. I might have if I'm going up to Philly, I might have maybe the train ride up or if I'm going down to D.C., maybe the train ride up. But generally, I'm doing interviews almost back to back to back. So the way that that is structured, I don't have time to really between to kind of process. Wow. What did I get out of that interview? In addition to like what other things am I thinking that came out of that interview that maybe changes my perspective for this sort of next interview is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. going to the next thing yeah yeah
1: does that does that do that does that happen
0: um, you know, I, I don't have the time to think so okay. <laughs> so it's so really you know <laughs> you do
1: that for later i guess huh?
0: <laughs> i think i think it would cuz there, there are there times where i'm like i have that time like let's say i might do a marathon of like three interviews in like a 4 hour period right and as I'm done with it, like I'm I'm logging off mentally from from that side of things because you got to be in, you got to be logged in. Yeah, yeah,
1: you do. Yeah, well, um,
0: I'll look at it. I was like, man, I could have asked him this question. That's usually what happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so, um, so let me let me hit you with these rapid fire questions real quick. Sure. Yeah. So don't overthink these. These are goofy questions, but they're fun questions. Um. All right. Here's the first one. What is your favorite color? Yellow. All right. Um, so the initials of your gallery read J-O-G. Jog. Do you jog at all? I used to. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: honest answer. You know, even even when I had my gallery, did actually when I first got my gallery, I was training to run a marathon because in the back of my mind, I always wanted to run a marathon because when I was in my late 20s and living in Austin, Texas, they had the Capital 10K run. And sometimes I'd... I'd, you know, be an audience member, you know, watch, you know, on the street watching him run and run and run. I'm like, gosh, I should do that someday. <laughs> I said, by the time I'm 45, I got to do something long. And sure enough, I was 45 years old. It was my second year into having my gallery or third year. Um, it, my my best friend approached me and said, Hey, we're going to run a marathon in, um, in Dublin, Ireland. You want to come? I'm like, you know, what? funny you mentioned it because the, I'm, I'm turning that age where I just, I'm running out of time here. In my mind, <laughs> I'm running out of time. So yeah, I ran a marathon. So yeah, I jogged and I jog up the stairs as part of my training. I can't <laughs> do that anymore, but you know, yeah. That, so the jog thing and, the, and then the J-O-G, the, the, the colors are yellow, J, jello, yellow, whatever. Mm-hmm. O orange, G, green. You know, and you gotta jog up the stairs sometimes if you want to make it up here. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> There's 70 stairs, but oh. it's worth it. See, that's another thing. I have I mean, my gallery look real real cool and nice for one of the like I said, welcoming and fun and all that, but it's also to, to make for the effort you made it up here. It's got to be good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, look,
0: I've got to put in those 70 steps now. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't um, worry, it'll be worth it when you get up here. <laughs> so, so I, I got I got this. This this is the last one I have for you. Um, so I, I, they're all right. Right. All of them are cool. All of them are good because I know people are sensitive. But I do have this question. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer hanging out with chefs and photographers. Those are in some some painters. Mm-hmm. But generally, those are the artists that I like hanging out with. I, I like their perspective. I think they're funny. What have you? Um, which types of artists do you enjoy hanging out with most just to like, maybe you have that, that whiskey Coke or what have you, or have coffee with, or have lunch with who are the artists that you like, the types of artists that you like to hang out with?
1: Well, um, the ones that are pretty quick witted, I guess. And, um, they're usually visual artists lately. And some of them, are, one of them is a musician and, a, and a, he's a DJ and a, and a music producer. And that's what he does. One of them's a, a couple sculptors um some painters and then yeah it's it's usually a creative and then one's a a videographer and and uh and and does drawing and yeah it's usually and and those are the people also that that uh um support my gallery in a lot of ways and, and and uh you know, push me and, you know, keep me going and keep it fresh and, like, encourage me and, you know, that kind of thing. I have a drink and they they can laugh and they can be fun and They're funny. Okay.
0: (laughs) It's important. It's important to be around. Yeah,
1: because you have to, you know, you have to lose them sometimes a little bit. You know. (laughs) It's a long day sometimes. You need to have that time to
0: uh, exhale. I hear you. I hear you. So, so that's pretty much it for the pod in, in, in the interview portion. But one, I want to thank you for coming on this podcast and being a part of it and um, spending some time with me. And yeah. and two, I want to invite and encourage you to share with the uh, the listeners, you know, website, social media, all of that good stuff, you know, where folks can check out the gallery if they're in Philly. Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah, well, we're at 723 Chestnut
1: Street, which is an historic area of, you know, you might say of, of, of Philadelphia. We're above Morimoto Restaurant, which is the first Morimoto restaurant out of like eight or nine that are around the world now. But it started here in Philadelphia. Um, we can be uh, seen uh, in, in, in plentitude on our website, JamesOliverGallery.com. And uh, we have at James Oliver Gallery on Instagram and uh, Facebook, just James Oliver Gallery. Um, all that you know, um, and with a website, for instance, like many other galleries, you know, we're very visual type uh, business. So with our web website we want to encourage people most to go to that because of all the content that we have. And, and we have video on there and we, a lot of video and, uh, there's just a lot of the artists that we represent or, or have shared to the world. Um, we don't necessarily have a real long roster of artists cause I like to keep it a little bit loose and not have too much commitment from the artist to my gallery and vice versa. Sure. But, uh, keep, but you know, I like to sh- there's oftentimes we, we have artists that show here multiple times and, and, and everything, and, and they're included strongly in, on the website. So we have a lot of content in our website, and I encourage people to go to our website because I think they'll find it fun and, and interesting and, and very visually appealing and, and such. So, yeah, JamesOliverGallery.com.
0: <laughs> Thank you. And there you have it, folks. I want to again thank James Oliver for coming on to the podcast. And it was great learning more about his work and spending some time together. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it.